Welcome back to the Run Alive Intervals. This season, we've been so privileged that we have been supported and sponsored by Run Unbound Endurance Coaching. And you may remember that in series one, we caught up with James Riley, the head coach and founder of Run Unbound. And he is back today to have a little bit of a catch-up episode, find out how things have been going in the last year or so since we last spoke to him. And we're absolutely delighted to have him on the program. Before we get going, uh, James is offering a free uh, one-on-one chat for anyone who's looking to explore coaching. Um, And you can find out more about Run Unbound at rununbound.com. And we'll give you more details on that at the end of the episode. But James, welcome back to the podcast, the first repeat interviewee. Thanks, Ed. I'm honoured to be back. And you, you were reminding me that we've recorded nearly a year ago, even though it didn't actually go out till April. I think I was the second yeah. person you guys ever recorded. Yeah, so James was one of our testers when we were terrified of recording, of interviewing anyone. And um, uh, yeah, so we recorded just before Christmas last year, I think. And uh, it, even though it went out in April, it's been uh, a year since we, we've kind of officially caught up, James what's happened in the last year how how's how's it gone for run unbound so when we caught up run unbound didn't really exist as anything more than an idea or something i was going i was going to do so it officially launched as a business like the 2nd of january this year or something and i've been so pleased with how it's gone it's grown from i think there are about five people I was coaching in the beginning, including you, Ed, and I think it's gone to about 30 now. Um, And my wife, Sally's come on board. So, you know, there's at least an indication that, you know, she thinks I might be an okay okay coach so that's that that's but so she what's she doing she coaching as well? Or is she um, promoting or what's her role? No, I, when I mean come on board, I mean she's come on board as an athlete. Oh, okay. That's even more of an endorsement. Excellent. Yeah. Though, you know, there, oh. there is a bit of healthy challenge behind the scenes um, <laughs> over what, what we should do. And she's been helping me with my Instagram and trying to make me smile on camera rather than look <laughs> as serious as Gary often. <laughs> <laughs> Life's a serious business, James. Come on. Well, as, as one business oh. owner to another, I can, uh, yes. <laughs> There's always a lot on your mind, isn't there? <laughs> but it's, the coaching's been an absolute joy. Um, and I'm so pleased to have tried it and have got so much out of it. And I really hope others the people i've coached have got a lot out of it there's certainly been lots of first time marathons pbs including a few by you ed i think over over the course of the the year um so that's been absolutely fantastic and and i think things have evolved in a way that you know perhaps i hadn't expected so alongside run unbound i also work with a company called saw Hmm today um who got introduced by a friend of a friend so rick jenner introduced me someone who introduced me to the founder of that and saw today was set up by an olympic strength and conditioning coach alex wolf who wanted to take everything he'd learned with elite elite athletes and make it available to the everyday population and so Mm. i'm doing that as a part-time gig as well, in part because you don't often get to work with someone who is truly world-class 
at what they do. So as, a, as an aspiring coach to work with someone who's actually, you know, albeit in a diff, slightly different field, reached the pinnacle of their progress sort of profession is something that was frankly too good an opportunity for me to turn turn down. So that's been a sort of fantastic kind of addition to the running coaching. It's kind of led me down to thinking about how strength affects running, which I think is like massively not considered by runners in the way perhaps it should be. And certainly wasn't considered by me in the way it should should have been. Um so yeah, so that's that's how it's gone so far. James, amazing. And you never just hearing the fact that you've kind of picked up an unplanned partnership, you never quite know how these things are gonna go when you when you start something and you put it put it out into the world. Uh just in keeping with my reputation for being super serious, I get to ask you about what's been more challenging for you in the last year or so. So what's been more challenging? I think what you find is so the coaching is just a joy. Um, what you find though is you know it is very and your own business is a very personal mm. thing. So I've when I've had setbacks, it's been a real challenge not to take them personally. And it's only in the last few months I've started to kind of get. Um, more comfortable that setbacks will happen and it's part of business and it's not got anything to do with me but you know it's very easy to personalize mm. things um so that's kind of a, cha- a, a real challenge um you can't really switch off in the same way mm. again to the personalization you know mm. I struggle now with work-life boundaries in a way that I didn't before, and that's mm. an ongoing bit. And I realise that that's also wrapped up in... I never thought of myself as a perfectionist, but I now realise I have perfectionist <laughs> tendencies. So while I'm not a perfectionist, I definitely subscribe to that if a job worth is worth doing, it's worth doing well. Mm. Um and so I was sort of struggling to switch off in part because I was not being very easy boss to myself mm-hmm. in that I set myself unreasonably high expectations of what I could achieve. And when I failed to achieve them, that caused me a degree of angst, yeah. mm. shall we say. Um, and that manifests itself particularly in kind of whole social media and how you deal with that and you know i'm not always particularly happy with how i look and you know and dealing with reels and things you know and and kind of trying to do it in a professional way and in a way where i'm happy with how i look yeah has caused a disproportionate amount of anxiety to what it is so I've had to kind of re-engineer how I do social media and realize that you know it can take quite a lot of time and I'm not sure it's worth yeah I'm not sure it's value is worth so there's a kind of you do all these things and then you kind of realize that you have to be a bit more proportionate and I have to take a kind of someone described it I'll describe it as an eight out of ten approach Mm. which is you know what is eight the eight out of ten in all of this what is something I'm satisfied with Mm. but is not going to take me forever 
to do. And so what I found quite helpful with all that is what are my goals for the week? Set them at the beginning of the okay. week and don't retrade. Yeah, otherwise like, you risk kind of retrading. If you hit them, you're suddenly like, well, I should be doing more. Mm. So there's a lot about how to switch off, um, how to be mm. kind to yourself, yeah. um, what's proportionate that you kind of learn as you go along. Yeah. And so there have been, you know, the coaching, as I say, absolutely love some of the other bits there have been some like proper lows mm. that's interesting way. it's really interesting the thing comes to mind uh, just as you were saying that actually was i remember one of the things that stuck with me when we first spoke and you're in the in the episode whatever it was five um is that you said look you'd been given this piece of advice um as you were setting up your own business of don't make the business like the thing that you didn't yeah, like about yeah. what you used to do before um so how's that working out it's working out okay now i think you know it is this sense of proportionality this business if i want that level of stress in my life there's a whole yeah i could earn a whole lot more money have dealing with that level of stress <laughs> yeah. yeah being very blunt about it yeah, i'm sure. doing this for the love of it i need to you know as sally's sort of pulled me up on this I need to approach this business in a way that brings me joy and kind of minimizes those difficult bits. So I think the answer is there was a period where it was very intense and was in danger of becoming, you know, a kind of low paid, high stress job like I've like I had before. Yeah. And you need to kind of step back and kind of reevaluate. Re mm -hmm. yeah. mm. What what's that and and what signals did you see, James? What made you go, hang on, this is this is at a point now where I'm good? Because you've just also just talked about some amazing systems and sort of processes and, and, and deals you make with yourself and ways of boundarying it. What made you go, hang on, something needs to change? I was, you know, being very candid, suffering from anxiety mm. at a level where I could physically feel it ah, in okay. my chest. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, a part of this has been a bit of a voyage of personal self, uh, self-discovery. I don't think I realised I suffered from mm. anxiety, but I suspect I have for my whole okay. life mm. because yeah. I never thought I was a, you know, part of it's all wrapped up in, I never considered myself a perfectionist, but I am extraordinarily hard on myself. Right. Yeah. Um, and it's sort of learning it's not reasonable to have those. I would never have those expectations of anyone yeah. I've worked with or I coached or I whatever. You know, it's, it's the classic, the way you talk. You should talk to yourself like you talk to a friend, and yet you don't. Yeah. You know, you probably wouldn't talk to your worst enemy like you talk to yourself yeah. Yeah. sometimes. And it yeah. did reach a little bit of, you know, where I was deeply anxious and there were some moments of, you know, feeling... Self-loathing probably goes a little bit far, yeah. but looking at yourself and going, yeah. I really don't think I live, you know, and meeting the mark. Yeah. And and it and part of it comes to being you come back and you come and you are learning things. And yeah, you know, I take social media an example where I know nothing and I am a total beginner. And I need to be kind to myself and mm. accept that I'm a total beginner. And now I can kind of, yeah, it's a bit of fun what works, what doesn't work. But I kind of wanted to be really 
good at it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that also touches on something at risk of like stepping away from the challenge and you can come back to me. What I've realized through this is I love learning. Mm-hmm. So despite being in you, what I what, alongside the, the coaching, what I have loved is learning new things. And it starts off with learning stuff about coaching, learning stuff about business, um, learning stuff about social social media. And I do slightly wonder whether I'd be a better businessman if I spent more time thinking about the business and less time thinking about what I could learn. Um, <laughs> but that's just like not that's just like not me. I've done like the Gallup Strength Finder, and learning okay. is like my number one strength, mm-hmm. which apparently is a little bit rare. But um, mm-hmm. I, you know, part of it, I've learned so much, and I've loved learning so much. I think you just need to be kind to yourself when you're learning things and sometimes i wasn't along that journey Mm. Mm. that's fascinating james and uh gosh what um i mean as a as someone who's coached you uh, you know it's i haven't i have sorry been coached by you i haven't been conscious of uh the the behind the scenes stuff at all so Mm. it's really fascinating and interesting to kind of hear that personal journey that you've you've been on as well what what's what's next what's the future hold what does the next year hold for run and bound so um keep going doing what i'm doing i think you know i'd like to get i I can take on more clients I, i want some more clients i think at a point i'd like to bring on someone else but i need to kind of develop to the first of all i wanted to prove this was a sustainable business and i haven't quite mm. reached that point i do actually manage to pay myself which is a success that's it's a sweet moment isn't always it good. Yeah. it's always good i need to live but i <laughs> yeah. do actually take take a paycheck home which is which is brilliant yeah. um i'm doing my personal training qualifications um, because I've become so interested in the strength side of it. But I've just made a deal with myself. I am stopping doing training courses once I've done that <laughs> at least for a while. Um, otherwise, I'll spend the whole time like learning, learning. stuff and not focused as, as much as I could be on the business. And, you know, as you've been vocal on this, but like merchandise, merchandise is something I'd like to do. It's something that I don't have the time to do, but it's also something, frankly, a bit like, you know, we're doing this on Black Friday that I wrestle with over, like, stuff mm-hmm. and bringing stuff into the world mm-hmm. that over-consumes. Mm-hmm. So I've been looking at, like, what you can do where, you know, we can do something a bit more sustainable, um, but I haven't quite managed to alight on what I wanted to do. I'm just with all that. over the Run Unbound team kit, especially the arm warmers. That's, that's my dream. <laughs> made from bamboo bamboo fabric i'm hearing (laughs) and then the final part is just you know there's a bit about enhancing your craft as a coach by just doing the coaching and focusing on that you know and focusing on the relationships with the people you coach which was why i loved the martin yelling Mm. conversation you guys i could totally get his relationship point in fact he's more interested yeah ed i am more interested in how your life is going than you, <laughs> how you are as a, as a runner absolutely and you know something that i've always subscribed to through my life which was you shouldn't do anything to leave someone dependent yeah on you yeah, in a consulting job it was too easy mm. to want a repeat client by you know trying to um 
coach dependency. And that was never what what I was in, interested in. So those just like points just really sung to me. James, amazing. Your um, strengths and your values are coming through um, loud and clear in this conversation. I think you'll be a phenomenal person to be to be coached by if I ever get back to full speed running, you'll definitely be hearing from me. Um, if people want to get in contact with you, what's the best way for people to find you? They can fight. So they can ring me numbers 07572990813. They can find me at www.rununbound.com or at rununbound on Insta. Um, direct message me, ring me, send me a WhatsApp, whatever you like. Lovely. Find James, people. Thank you so much for your time. That's awesome. Uh, thank you again for joining us uh, for the Run, Al- Run Alive intervals this week. We are back on Friday where we'll be talking to Charlotte Perdue, the second fastest British marathoner of all time. You don't want to miss that one. If there's one thing we could ask you to do, it's take this podcast and share it with someone else. We've had some really amazing stories this uh, season, and we just want as many people to be able to hear them and access them and be transformed and learn from them as possible. Um, And give us your feedback. Let us know um, what you've learned, what's touched you. Um, Are we doing a good job? Are we doing a bad job? Let us know. We're on social media, uh, run underscore alive on Instagram, the Run Alive podcast on Twitter, or the the Run Alive podcast, LinkedIn, Facebook. We're even on TikTok. Um, Give us a follow. Um, James, thank you again for dropping in. Um, Really, uh, you know, we really loved, we've loved being on this journey. And thank you again for your support and your sponsorship of the series. 